0: You are listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on WFHR, that's AM 1320 and now 97.5 FM. We're bringing you real estate news for Wisconsin Rapids, Nakusa, and all of central Wisconsin. Welcome back. I'm Ben.
1: And I'm Carrie Nikolai,
0: And we are with Coldwell Banker mm-hmm. Seward Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids.
1: That is correct. Great, wonderful Wisconsin Rapids covering the greater Wisconsin Rapids area. So we've got Port, Nacusa, parts Sar- of Rome. Saratoga. Or, part, Saratoga. Seneca. Seneca Beeren,
0: Grand Rapids. Did we say that already? Kellner.
1: Hmm. Grant.
0: Well, yep. Town of Grant. Different county. All the way up to Pittsville.
1: All the way up to Pittsville.
0: Arpen. Segal.
1: Oh, yeah. We love the central Wisconsin area, so that's really awesome.
0: Yeah, we grew up here, so, you know, kind of one of those things. Right. Um, so, big show today. I am standing up for this recording because I've been sitting down for so long.
1: I was going to say, why were we standing? Did we hurt something?
0: No, but it's good to stand up and move around. I sound better, you know, get, get the sinuses, everything in line, you know, back problems, all that jazz. Two hours with just you and I. We don't have special guests this week.
1: Well, you could be our special guest.
0: Well, we've got a lot to talk about in real estate. We definitely do. So we're going to talk about getting your house ready for springtime because it feels like spring. We're going to talk about gardening because seeds are out in the stores. Seeds are out, that is for sure. Right. We're going to talk about the local real estate market. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You you ready for that?
1: I am ready for that. I okay. got that up. Well, I got my numbers ready.
0: We're we're gonna talk about you know some stuff with the national real estate market. Mm-hmm. We're gonna gonna go global.
1: Awesome. Okay, I love gonna,
0: going global. Gonna touch on you know some global economics. Perfect. Um, and story time to go along with that when we get there.
1: I love story time.
0: Yeah. So we're gonna waffle around just a little bit. And you you remember- I like
1: how you say just a little bit because you know my waffling could you know. It's never a little bit, so hopefully you are going to be keeping me on task, and I don't get too far down the rabbit hole where we totally forget where we started. But we like
0: real estate rabbit holes. So we it's do. It's a real estate show, right? Yeah. Great. Now, uh, we, we talk about like waffling.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, do you remember the story where they came from about uh, 12 years ago now? You were sitting in my office, and I had read an article about some sort of psychology thing about how people you know, um, tell stories and how their mentality works through different things and processes and whatnot, trying to understand myself better. Right. And there's two general types and they were described as pancakes and waffles. Right. Okay. So when you pour syrup on a pancake, it just kind of all just smears all over.
1: Right. Goes all over the place.
0: Yeah. And and it's not really cohesive or coherent. It just kind of everything mixes together. And when you talk to People, sometimes their thoughts are just all that mushled, mumbled together. Mm -hmm. Of course, they have to make sense of it in order to, you know, go through the world and and all that jazz. Right. Waffles, on the other hand, when you pour syrup in a waffle, what happens?
1: It stays in one spot, hopefully.
0: And then pours over into the next and then pours over into the next. And it's kind of compartmentalized, certainly in comparison with the pancakes. Mm -hmm. So when we say waffling... We're we're trying to be like the waffle where we stay in little compartments, but we ooze over to the next one, to the next topic, to the next topic.
1: And I think I'm more like the pancake where we start in one spot and I just like go all over the place until totally I forget where I started from. Okay. But there's a point to all my fun little adventures along the way. And sometimes I do loop back around to catch the beginning, but most of the time I don't.
0: Right. And... The miraculous thing is that makes us all delicious is the recipe for pancake and waffle batter are the same.
1: Depends on who you talk to. There is a school of thought out there that you cannot take a pancake batter and then call it a waffle, even though it's in the shape of a waffle. But waffle batter should be different. It should be lighter and fluffier and crispier. So there are two schools of thoughts out there of, yes, you can take the pancake batter but don't call it a waffle. you got to call it a pancake in the shape of a waffle because it's the wrong batter.
0: A waffle cake? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: All right. So where are we starting today?
0: Wherever you want to start.
1: Okay. So let's take a look at what's going on in the market. Let's do local.
0: Okay. Let's do local first. So, so first hour is going to be market stuff.
1: Yep. And then we'll do story time second hour. We'll see how it goes. You'll,
0: you'll, you'll see how it fits in. Okay. I've been working on this one.
1: I am so glad you are. Um, So if we look at the local market, and again, every week we do this, these are pre-recorded shows. So this is 104 in the afternoon on March 2nd. Can I believe it? We're already into March.
0: We are already in March. I don't know where January went to.
1: I don't know where February went to. Okay, we're back to the waffling again, but we'll come back to where did the time go? So... We're looking at this today. So in the greater Wisconsin Rapids area, we're looking at 14 homes available to go take a look at and to write an offer on. Okay. 14. And. All price ranges.
0: We have to keep in mind that this is current snapshot Mm -hmm. of that availability. Houses have come on and houses have gone off. And if you remember week to week, we've been hovering in that uh, 12 to 16 Yes. That are active without offer. Yep. Um, usually, And we usually do this on Wednesdays. hmm So that it's kind of a good representation, you know, week to week to week. Right. So if we go with just all of the offers that are currently in play, or all of the houses that are currently in play, even the ones that have offers on them. All right. Stand by. In the computer, we got numbers.
1: So all active in the greater Wisconsin Rapids area, we are looking at 56 homes. That are listed
0: in the MLS, so that's slightly up from last week, I believe, but still in the in the fifties. Right, still in the fifties. So about ish the same, um, and again, that takes into account there were houses that have closed off of the market, mm-hmm. and you know we're, we're trending on keeping even with whatever has closed out. New accepted offers have come in, and new list- listings have taken the place overall. Correct. So. This is when we keep seeing the same numbers week to week to week to week, that's called stability.
1: Right. Which is really good. You want to be able to have a stable market. Yes, we'd like to be able to see more homes on the market, but it's nice to see that we're not like tanking down to the single digits and staying in the single digits and nothing new coming on. We're we're not seeing that. We're seeing new stuff coming in every single day. So you know, we look at what came on the market. When we come into to our program that we're using, we can click on it every 20 minutes and it will update and it will tell us what came on within the last 20 minutes. Okay. So, I mean, we can as many times as we are, are in the MLS, we can keep checking on that. I usually check about four to five times a day mm-hmm. just to kind of see what is new, because if I'm working with you and you're looking for that three bedroom home ranch home and I only check in the morning. And it's something that came on at two o'clock in the afternoon, you're going to miss out on it because so is everybody else. Everyone else is looking for it. But being in the MLS as much as I am of clicking on it, refreshing it just to see, it gives me a chance to be able to call you up and say, hey, let's go take a look at this tonight. This is the first available time to go take a look at it. Are you in? Do you want to do this?
0: And we've automated some of that stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, So we can put you into our system, you get automatic notifications, but I mean, we're human and honestly I I can totally see um getting so many notifications over the last three or four months and you're just tired. Right. So we go the you know, the extra step that most real estate agents do and actually get personally involved with looking at what's come on and pops into our head, hey, I remember so and so was looking for this.
1: Well, and it could be one of the things too where I have your personal email and you are at work and you cannot check your your email, your personal email at work where I can send you a text and just go, hey, this house came up on the market. Do you want to go take a look at it today? Give me the best available time. This is when it's, I can first get you in. Will this work for you? So that way you're not getting home at six o'clock at night and then going, oh, I would love to go see that. But now there's not an availability today, but tomorrow we can Well, sometimes it might open up the door for more offers on the table or more people going through it where I want to be able to get you in there as quick as possible.
0: And that's still the market, especially here in the springtime. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone's going to be anticipating the springtime market is going to be rushed and pressured a a bit. Right. Similar to what we saw. The uh, last two years. Yeah, at least the last year. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But overall, we're looking at things. Creating a bit of a headwind as we go in to the, the main portion of the summertime. We'll talk about that later.
1: Okay. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those really great things of, I like going in there and just kind of checking on it. So if we, yeah. we let's do our breakdown. Sure. So under a hundred thousand, we always call them the budget friendly homes. So we're looking at four homes. Four homes in the budget friendly area. Um, again, some really good choices here. As far as, you know what, those good starter homes, or these could be your investment properties of, you know what, if you want to start those investment properties, these are good ones to get into. That way they are going to need a little bit of love, but you put a little bit of work into it and then you're going to be able to definitely start with a a tenant in there either right away or maybe in two or three weeks, depending upon what you want to do with that home. All right, so we're going to do just 100,000. 100, so we're going to go from 100,000 to 200,000. And the reason why I'm doing such a larger group, normally I cut that down to like under 150, mm-hmm. um, is because otherwise we wouldn't really catch a whole lot because this next group, so that next $100,000 range, we're only looking at four homes again. Right. And they start off, so the first one here, is going to be over on 10th Street North. And that one's starting out at 115. This is our new listing that we have. Right. And this is going to be a three-bedroom home. It's a story and a half. Yeah. Yeah, it's- a story and a half. And really great home. It's got the old architecture, the old trim around the windows, that good four to six-inch trim that you mm-hmm. normally see in the old farmhouses. That's here in Wisconsin Rapids right and really great home
0: and and there's some mystery to it because the uh the high ceilings in the first floor
1: mm-hmm.
0: um they brought them down a little bit with the drop ceiling you know the the drop in gridwork ceiling mm-hmm. um so we don't exactly know what's above them it, it could be hiding some fantastic surprises with you know architectural moldings and you know right. the classic light fixtures who who really knows? I, I don't. And we looked
1: at the light fixtures today. So our office toured this one. And one of the agents in our office pointed out that the light fixtures in one of the bedrooms is that old porcelain. Oh, sure. Um, White, but it had flowers on it and someone hand painted the pink in there and the green leaves. So it's actually a very nice decorative piece mm-hmm. of something that probably has been there since maybe the original to the house, or maybe that second time coming through changing out light fixtures. But it's a really neat thing to find in, in a home. Because I was in the home a couple times, didn't even notice it. We just kind of go, okay, we got a ceiling light there. We've got, but we didn't really stop to kind of take a look at that because we were looking at other things.
0: Right. We we were, you know, more business focused mm-hmm. at, at that time and trying to coach the sellers on, on what to remove and how to, you know, get things out on what time they were going to need for that. Mhm. Yeah.
1: So yeah, we, you know, spent spent some time as at the uh, with the office at this this listing and super excited about this one. This is going to be a really nice home for someone. And so we're just we're waiting. We're just starting to take showings today, so by the time that you're listening to this, um please still get a hold of us if you'd like to take a look at this really cool house. Uh, just let it just let us know. Give us a call and be happy to set something up with you. And
0: and this is certainly one of the houses that is in a position um, in, in the price range. It's uh, 115000 Right. Right. And if you're curious about purchasing in the market and you're not sure what you like, you know, this is a really good example of a house that's over 100 years old, I believe.
1: Right. Yes.
0: And we, we can still get you in and start the conversation of, do you think something like this would fit your needs? Or mm-hmm. what do you like? What you don't like? You know how these spaces are going to work for you, that type of thing so or or if you just want to have a you know couple hours with us and go through a really neat you know house that's like I said over a hundred years old and it's, it's got over a lot 100 of a hundred years
1: yeah, it's got a lot of character it's got the old farmhouse sink in it mm-hmm. I mean really cool property so
0: and you can actually um go on to the internet uh, MyRapids.com myrapids dot com has it on there mm-hmm. that that's our our codal banker website um and you can actually click on virtual tour and you can do a virtual walking through tour of the, of the first and second floors.
1: And the really neat thing is you can scroll in to really kind of see the room. Yeah. So that's, I think that is like the coolest part. Um, I always get kind of lost doing I'm trying to do that. I don't know if cause I don't know how to get back out, but I always end up looking at the ceiling and not knowing how to get back down. And I try everything and just doesn't work, but. Again, I'm not tech savvy, so, but it's really neat to be able to walk through the home, be able to check some things out, kind of zoom in a little bit on stuff. You can check out the flooring in every single room. And the one thing we did discover this morning is that upstairs in, I'm going to call it bedroom number one, we found out that the piece of laminate that is there is just sitting on top of the hardwood floors. Okay. So, one of the gals in her office kind of picked it up to see if it was attached and it was not attached it's just sitting there. So I mean it's a really neat old school piece of laminate and there's no seams in it. It's just sitting on top of some very beautiful hardwood floors. We peeled it back a little bit and we were just kind of amazed of how good of condition this flooring was in. So we were kind of taken back by both pieces. Because the hardwoods were beautiful, and then on top of it, the pattern that's on this linoleum is beautiful as well. So it's kind of like a two-for-one bonus.
0: Right. And when they put in the linoleum, I believe in the kitchen area as well, um, I I think it's just laid in there also. Mm -hmm. Um, The condition underneath it is unknown. But even if you wanted to come in and more permanently secure down that linoleum because it is in good condition, that's always an option too. Right. Or pull it up and reveal the magic underneath.
1: Some days it's, that's kind of fun to do is just peel something up and reveal the magic.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I'm also impressed in this particular house, the condition of the basement. Yes. Um, it's For a
1: hundred-year-old it, home. It's sort of hit and miss sometimes
0: with the, the older foundation basement. But this one, you know, it, it gives a good vibe to me personally walking in. It's not like scary, creepy, older basement. No. So... A lot to this house. I, yeah. th- I think it will be a, a good sell and we should probably be getting offers in pretty quick. Um, That's
1: what I, I have a feeling with. Um, but again, even if it does have an accepted offer on it, we're still happy to show it mm-hmm. because we always do like to write secondary offers because you never know what's going to happen with the primary offer. So if something does happen, it is nice to be able to have a backup plan.
0: Right. And we always want to look out for our seller clients in that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it's okay if this, if you're thinking to become a seller and you don't want to deal with these secondary offers as well, we're still going to promote the house for you just in case. And so that way we get a kind of a feel, a list of who we could contact in case it does happen to go back on market again because of some reason. And there's so many reasons why an offer could fall through.
1: Right. So it's, just because something comes back on on the market it may not be at fault of the of the house there could be many many different reasons and we are not ever really we don't know why it comes back on the market we just know that it's back and we're happy to show it and we're happy to find it find a new home
0: exactly our our mission is to get that property to the closing table and signatures money exchanged and everybody's happy at the end of the day right um and that also kind of leads to a, another sort of statement, you know, we've been kind of making here in the winter time is if you find, you know, one of these properties that has been on the market for a little bit, you obviously understand that housing goes really, really quickly. So if the property's been on the market without an offer for a month or two, make an offer. You never know. Sometimes mm-hmm. it, it uh, we we get feedback. Um, a lot. And and sometimes people just say, well, it doesn't seem to be worth the price that you're listing it at. Well, what is it worth to you then? Right. And sometimes if you actually like the house, you know, go ahead and make an offer.
1: Right. And sometimes looking, you know, I get that question a lot of, well, it's been sitting on the market for 45 days. Well, it could have been delayed. Mm -hmm. So we could have signed a listing contract, but the family needs three weeks to clean it out or to fix it up, or to do something with it, while well, those days that it's that we're not showing it, we're not taking showings on it, are still counting towards number of days on market. So just because we see something that's been on the market for 45 days, we could have had a delayed status or a delayed where we really could be in week two or week one I mean, of, of this house, on the market. Yeah. of being able to get people through. So sometimes days on market, It's a little bit tricky to understand of how that all gets configured out.
0: And looking at the online resources like Zillow or Realtor.com, you don't get a lot of the history behind of what had changed. In the MLS, we can see status changes. Right. So we can make some general assumptions that it went from a certain status of withheld to now it's active, but it only switched that two days ago, for instance. Right. Or it had come back on the market you know, those days on market will have accumulated, but
1: mm-hmm. now it's
0: it's back fresh on our hot list. Right. So lots of options. You know, this this is gonna be kind of an ongoing process even through this year. So people are gonna get again frustrated and lots of offers will be written, lots of offers will be, you know, rejected because at the end of the day we can only sell it to one family. One. Right.
1: So all right. So kind of back to where we started. So in this next uh, Hundred thousand. Uh-huh. Um, so we start, we we end in that one sixty five range. So we start in on the one fifteen and end in that one sixty five. So there's a huge gap from that one sixty five to the two hundred that there are no homes available to go take a look at.
0: Right. So if your house is in that marketable price range, you're not going to have competition at the moment. No. Which means people are looking and they're going to be looking for that and see you're now the only house that popped up. Oh my gosh, let's go take a look at it. And as a seller, you may get a rush of people looking at the house.
1: Correct. All right. So then we're going to do our next. So 200 all the way up to the sky's the limit. (coughs) So we're only looking at six homes in this breakdown. So we had four in the beginning, four in the middle, six at the end. Okay. So again, we're starting off in the 225. So from 165 to 225, nothing, nothing to go see. So there could be a home listed in that price range, but it already has an accepted offer, but sure. nothing to go see in that price range. So again, those families who are looking for something in that 175 to 200, there's, there's not a whole lot, There's nothing out there for you to go take a look at. And that's where we always kind of ask the buyers to be a little bit of patience. When trying to do this, because this is now almost like a sprinting marathon. We need the the patience and the dedication of a marathon. But there's going to be times where we need to sprint a little bit because a house may come on the market in your price range. So we're going to have to hurry up and go see it and make a decision of, yes, this, this works for me or no, it doesn't. And then go back to that patience game of, okay, a little bit at a time. And then we're back to the sprinting, back to the patience.
0: A sprinting marathon.
1: A sprinting marathon. Okay. Let's see if we can coin that great term this whole entire year.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll keep that in mind. Okay. Well, <clears throat> we'll leave the clawfish in twenty twenty one and right and twenty twenty two. It be a sprinting, sprinting marathon. marathon. All right.
1: So yeah, that's that's what our market looks like. And well,
0: what what's on the high end? What's okay, the so
1: the high end we're at uh, five oh six nine.
0: Just a half million dollars. Just a half million. That's, so that's actually fantastic.
1: Right. And we always, you know, this is the time I'm, we're going to switch into the other program. We're going to go take a look at the lakes area. Right. Because was, I know that, mm-hmm. you know, it is a, you know, some people do, they do want to build be kind of in that golf course area. They like the Rome area and that's where they want to be. So we're going to go take a look at Rome to see how that is all shaking out.
0: So Arrowhead, Camelot, Sherwood, and Well. Castle Rock, Mm -hmm. kind of some of those.
1: Some of those areas. Yep. So we are looking at eight. We're still starting off in that 165 range, and we're going all the way up to 850.
0: Okay, so closer to a million dollars.
1: Closer to a million. (laughs) So we definitely do have some, some opportunities. If you do want to get into that Rome area, there are some out there. You're looking for those budget-friendly ones in the Rome area. We don't have those yet.
0: They're not there. Well, and again, this this is very, you know, we're back to real estate being location, 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 mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. And that location has different, I guess, budget-friendly considerations because the low end of homes that are close to these high-end amenities are going to be starting out you know, $100,000 and more for the same style of house you could find maybe here in Wisconsin Rapids, Narcusa for 85000 perhaps. <clears throat> so taking into consideration location is, is always a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we hear through the activity in our offices that people are starting to want to list, you know, starting those conversations, getting their houses ready for the springtime market down there.
1: And it's always... We've moved away from the whole entire season of listing. We heard that a lot way back in the day. Mm -hmm. Of well, there's a season. We we don't list during the winter time because nobody wants to move during the winter time. We spend February, March, getting the house ready for that spring market. Well, COVID kind of threw, broke all of that. Right. So it it broke it, and we've had stronger Januarys, Februarys than we've ever really seen. And so now, yeah, there's a springtime that's coming up, but you can still list your house anytime and it's a great time to list.
0: We still have very, very, very strong buyer demand right now. Mm -hmm. And as we've shown, there's very low inventory right? and especially in key price segments. So you'll get a very, very strong push from the buyers demanding your house that's in that price range. Correct. It's an extraordinarily good time to sell. Um, a lot of people are out of state with their homes up here in these vacation areas. So mm-hmm. they may not want to come back in the snow time. Right. Snow snow time, right? Well, that's going to be another one for this year, right? We've got a sprint marathon. We have snow time.
1: We have snow time.
0: But, you know, it is slightly con- inconvenient to have those people be coming back just to put their home on the market. Because perhaps they're not really thinking about what's going to, you know, are are we going to be using it this year? Or is it time to sell? And what am I going to do? And how am I going to get that stuff out? Who's going to help me? Anybody on vacation to do so? Um, But if you are, we can help you with that too. We can get you resources and get in touch with the right people to make that, you know, an easier transition for you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So that's what I got for the, the Rome area. So do you want to do, should we do uh, let's do vacant land while we're here. Sure. All right. So because that's always my other favorite to talk about is our vacant land. Because vacant land, again, is an option. So if you are looking and you cannot find something, let's figure that out. So let's see, how do I?
0: Because we do have lots. So city lots, country lots. Lots with cities who are in water available to them. Lots that could require septic and well water. Um, Mm -hmm. So lots are usually equated to smaller parcels like an acre and less that are buildable or considered in that residential area. Then we have land, which is usually not thought of as directly like subdivision sort of buildable but could be buildable, could be. Um, usually used for recreation or like farmland, just basic bare land sometimes is falling under that land category. Right. Um, we do also have the commercial segments that are available. So some of those things could be put into the commercial or agricultural segments as well. We have not done much agriculture in your, what now, five years?
1: Yeah, starting on six years. So you're right. We have not done that.
0: So what do we have on the computer
1: right now? Okay, so on the computer. So I'm just looking at the Rome area. Okay. Uh, We are looking at 39 opportunities. Ooh. So 39 opportunities. Again, we are going to range all the way from about $9,000 all the way up to 1.5 mil. Right. And no, that's not a typo.
0: It is a million and a half.
1: Yep. Yep. It is Um, 1.5 mil and it is, it looks very beautiful. mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we definitely have some, some opportunities here. So again, we've got stuff that's on, on the golf course. We have waterfront a couple blocks away from the water. Um, Sometimes when we get into the Rome area, we always think of the covenances and restrictions. Sure. So that's the one thing that we are going to look into. So if you're looking for vacant land, we're going to kind of talk about covenances and restrictions. So this may not be, I'm going to buy this piece of land and I'm going to hang on to it and I'm going to do with it whatever I want. And in your covenances and restrictions, there may be a clause in there that says you have two years to build something on it. Your clock starts as soon as you own that land to when the house needs to be completed. And
0: some of them have a different nuance where it's as soon as you break ground, you know, right. as soon as there's a surveyor stake. On the property, then you have a certain amount of time.
1: Then there are some that, you know what, hey, you can come and once the land is yours, if you want to hang on to it for 45 years before you start building, you go right on ahead. That's, they're perfectly good with that. Mm-hmm. So you know, we also have some people who look at it for the camping aspect of, hey, I want to be able to buy a piece of land, put a camper on it, and just come up on the weekends and camp. If that's the case too, again, we're going to be looking at those covenances and restrictions because camping may not be allowed for that particular piece of land. You may love it, but you're not going to be able to use it according to those covenants and restrictions. And it can even go to the county or to the municipality of these are their restrictions too. So again, we like to really find out what you're doing with the land to pair you with the correct piece. So that way you can purchase it and do with it what you really would like. It's a lot of fun. It is. It's a lot of fun and they're great. I mean, it's great to be able to go stomping through the woods and just kind of picture, okay, this is where the house is going to be. Could be a good place for the house. Now, keep in mind, we're not builders. We're not surveyors. We may have found like a really cool place to put it. It could be in the middle of the lowest part of the land, which is probably not the best place to put a house. But we always encourage having an engineer come out and really survey that land of where is the buildable parts, where is the best place to put the house. And those builders will work with our buyers to make sure that it gets put in the right spot and not where we think it should be.
0: And even if you as the buyer aren't so concerned with that, but you are concerned with having uh, well, water, septic, mm-hmm. at least on the property, you know, having those as contingencies written into the offer and we understand how that how to navigate some of that right and then how to get you in contact with the people who can do perk tests and and tell you just exactly where it would be good or not good what options you have what type of system to have all that jazz
1: right so yeah there's like we keep saying we could probably talk for two hours just on vacant land of the pros and cons of vacant land and the little tiny nuances that an offer has for vacant land, because there's so many opportunities. It's just a matter of you as the buyer, what are you looking to do? And we're going to help pair you with that, that correct piece.
0: A lot of times we also then get the stories that follow somebody who has purchased a piece of vacant land and what do they want to do with it? And, you know, some of their adventure after the sale, because mm-hmm. you know, we try to keep in contact with people that we work with. Right. Um, hopefully, you know, you know, people and you can tell a good name and so we want to keep top of mind with you
2: mm-hmm. but
0: the stories that we we've heard are just amazingly interesting because it's someone else's point of view of you know what, what what we might think you and I um versus what actually has happened with these clients purchasing the land and then moving forward into building um i, I had one person um they were astonished by how the well driller you know, it came out and actually figured out where to put the well. You know, obviously there's setbacks and stuff like that from septic. Um, he had a a well witcher. They came out and witched for the uh, for the water source underneath, and they hit it right on. It, wow, it was fantastic. So, um, saw some videos about that on the YouTube as well. So I I get how that system works. You mm-hmm. just don't think, you know, this this would actually be a legit thing. And well, I guess it was. Um, we're pretty lucky here in this area that uh, water isn't that hard to find. We're close to, you know, good underground aquifers um, as far as production. Um, and that's a whole another water conversation that we don't need to go into right now.
1: <clears throat> All right. Okay, so if we were going to go to, let's go into the other one. So let's take a look at Lots in, well, we're going to say in the city. So sure. if we did city lots, and we're going to do the, again, the Wisconsin Rapids area, we have clicked on the wrong one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's, let, let's figure this. Let's go on the right. Go on the
0: right. Computers are not working for you today.
1: Well, you know, I'm so used to hitting residential right away. I just totally... Came up with 14. I'm like, I know there's more than 14 lots available. Um, there's 136. So if we looked at the greater Wisconsin Rapids area, so this is Coverport, um, Town of Grand Rapids, that the, the whole entire area. So we're looking at 139. Okay. Or I'm sorry, 136.
0: And what are the price range options?
1: Um, we start off around 7,000 and we go all the way up. Oh, I'm only seeing the first 100.
0: It should say at the top of the screen there. Oh, at the
1: top of the screen. Um 879,000. Okay.
0: So again, lots of options.
1: Lots of options.
0: Um I do know that we recently just listed a vacant lot for sale over by the Ridges golf course. Yes. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um it's not backed up to the golf course. It's on the opposite side of mm-hmm. so, uh A lot right next to it had been purchased uh, recently, and that house is being built up very fast. I was astonished just how quickly that particular house went up. Yeah, um, it, And I, I see another one just down the street here on uh, 64th that had been kind of building, doing the groundwork and such okay. uh, at the end of last year then i drove by today and poof there's a whole house there
1: yeah it's amazing how fast they they go up
0: yeah the the rough construction always goes up really fast you know and, and it feels really good to see that when you're a a homeowner having your property built but then understand that there's another like 3 months of interior work that needs to be finished
1: right right so but yeah i mean it's we got definitely definitely a lot of opportunities here and we're going to be doing, we're going to showcase some of these. Um, once the snow kind of goes away a little bit more, we'll be doing a little bit more with our vacant land. of. We'll do some open houses or open land. Because it's not really open house because there's no house there, but we'll do, we'll showcase it. Sure. We'll give you a tour of our vacant land and maybe have some popsicles too if you stop by. We'll have some treats. We'll have some food. And just give you an opportunity to kind of learn about building and the different builders that we have in the area that you can go and you can talk to. Mm-hmm. So we're going to showcase some of those, those builders and our lots that we have that are up for sale. So awesome time.
0: Look forward to that in the coming months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After the, after the snow time. Yes. <laughs> but we, we do have um quite a few vacant lots that are. Uh, especially in the city ones. I know there's one on 29th, um, one on a couple on 21st. Yeah, over on Ridgeview. Uh, there's one we've got over on Nepco in that private bay area. Correct. Um, yeah.
1: And then don't forget about the township.
0: Right. There's one over on Township Avenue. That mm-hmm. that's another new one that, that came up.
1: Right. So again, I mean, you want cities, you in water, we got gotcha. you. If you want something where you need to put a well and a septic system on, we got you there, too. I mean, mm-hmm. we can help you find some some good dirt to to build a house on.
0: Well, they're not making any more of it.
1: They're not. But, yeah, I mean, really great opportunities here.
0: Cool. Is that about it for the, the that's lo- all I got. local stuff?
1: Yep. That's what I got. So what about... Uh,
0: well, well, we we talked about dirt. Right. So that leads into, you know, springtime and the garden. Let's talk about that for the remaining 15 minutes here. Okay. So,
1: so,
0: we're seeing more dirt outside.
1: I know. I'm loving this. The, I want to see. The snow say, is receding. I think I'm up to what 15 feet. Do you think?
0: Oh, sure. Are we sure. up to
1: 15 feet? I swear, we get another six inches every single day that the sun comes out and shines.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, what? looking at that, it's still kind of it's it's a little green. It's not completely brown. It's a little green out there, which makes me extremely happy.
0: Right. Uh, driving through. Port Edwards, and there was a couple of bald eagles flying overhead, so animals are out and about again. I've been hearing birds outside the windows. I haven't seen buds on the bushes or trees yet. Probably another month, you know, a couple of weeks before that happens.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the, the snow is receding, and actually the the lawn that is popping up looks somewhat green in that spot. You, you Right. The, the southern face, so it's getting warmer and whatnot.
1: Right. So, yeah, now I want to go outside and I start raking. I want to start cleaning that up. And, you know, I try to check the Facebook memories. It Uh was my favorite thing in 2021 to do is just kind of see what did we do on this day? What did I like? What did I document? And we were having fires. We were cleaning. We were having fires almost every other day because we were getting so much. It was our first winter. It was our first spring in the house. And we discovered that we had a Monday pile. And a Tuesday pile and a Wednesday pile of just little tiny sticks right. throughout the backyard here. So it was really nice to be able to go out there and just kind of pick up that bundle of sticks. And we started with tree one, cleaned around tree one, moved on to two and cleaned around there. I want to see, we only got like a third of the way before we kind of got busy with real estate and we just kind of did the, we'll deal with it later. Right. So now we got to go back to where we finished or ended and start that next set of cleaning so hopefully we can get like the next third cleaned up and all ready to go
0: right and that's the row of trees that's behind the house yeah um you know pine trees and they they have shed some of their branches over the years just for various reasons again Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um so picking that up some of the stuff you know lands in the yard and i'm feeling a little bit lazy so just throw it off to the tree row
1: Well, you're that the lawnmower takes care of it
0: well, the, the bigger branches, not so much. Okay,
1: yeah, the bigger branches, not so much. But the pine cones, the lawnmower mm-hmm. does do a good job of picking those up a little bit.
0: So one of the controversial topics on lawn care is when do you do the dethatching? Aw, foxes. The, the cat's over here. You want to say hi to the microphone? Press the hi to the microphone. Okay, very good. All right. And off the stool she goes. Go ahead. Good. Skedaddle. Okay, so dethatching the lawn.
1: Yes, dethatching the lawn. That is usually my favorite thing to do in the springtime.
0: Or should you do it in the fall? So here's I here's the know. controversy. Okay? I love
1: it both ways.
0: So in the springtime, okay, have the snow. Usually the ground is fairly saturated. You know, snow's melting. We've got springtime showers and May flowers and all that jazz. So if you're being aggressive with your turf in the springtime, high potential of, you know, ripping it out and doing more harm to it, but it could also be a good thing because being matted down by the snow for six months,
2: mm-hmm.
0: getting air to the roots, getting all that stuff dried out, reduces the risk of insects, you know, harmful insects and whatnot, right. and also opens up the canopy of the lawn so that you can get more nutrients down into it as well. Right. So it'll make um, any fertilizers that you use, especially organic ones, you know, get those down to where it's going to do the most benefit Mm -hmm. um and we're always worried about uh pest insect getting in places that they shouldn't be and wreaking havoc on you know our building structures and whatnot so pest management is really key a lot of people say that fall is the better time because the turf is more robust and especially if you leave your clippings all year. Then in the fall time, you get to collect those and, you know, get them out of the lawn canopy. Usually in like August, September, or September, I'd say, uh, after the the heat from August wears off. Okay. Um, that way you don't overstress the turf and there's still, you know, that's also a good time to do an overseeding process in that fall just after Labor Day.
1: And I know that. Last year in the fall is yeah. where we picked up all of the the gravel
0: well, last year in the fall, we had um a lot of rain that's true, and so we weren't too aggressive with the lawn, we were just making sure it was cut and presentable, and we were dealing with other things a little bit more you know
1: important yeah,
0: yeah, a little bit more, so hopefully this is you know twenty twenty two going to be a More quote normal seasonal year. We can always hope. You never know.
1: Well, I know that we planted the where the gravel was on the path to Mm -hmm. the garden shed. You know, we picked up all that gar, all that gravel. We laid down some compost and then we reseeded that. Right. And it came in super patchy, but like you said, we had a lot of rain because I think I seeded it like four times. Right, and And you could see the bands of, Mm -hmm. I think where the water was, in that path.
0: And then wash the seed away, you know, because that's that's the other reason why it created bands is because, you know, it it furrowed away and washed it into smaller patches. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but it came in kind of nicely from the road. You mm-hmm. can't really tell until you walk up to it and then you can see really how bad it really is. So hopefully this spring we can go out there, reseed that and get the grass to grow.
0: Right. And second seasons with the turf are always better than first. Uh, we can look what we did, removing the rocks up in the front mm-hmm. portion, and that filled in very nicely, and it's going to come back again very nicely, I'm pretty sure.
1: I'm I'm really hoping that the lawnmower doesn't wreck it any more than what it really did.
0: You just got to, you know, got to be careful not to dig in with with the lawnmower.
1: I know, so I really try to skid around that and use the push mower for those more softer, delicate areas, because... Right. Then when I take the big lawnmower over the top of it, I mean, it really chewed it up. I mean, there were times that it was kind of questionable to, oh shoot, now I got to go stomp the grass back in. And so maybe the grass didn't come in as well because a lot of stomping was going on.
0: Well, you know, baby grass is far more delicate and big lawnmower with a 54 inch deck and three blades is aggressive.
1: It is a little aggressive.
0: So we're excited for that.
1: And Mm -hmm. that kind of
0: leads into, you know, Think about your curb appeal on your your property, getting the weeds cleared out, um, not letting them grow. Right. The springtime is the best time to really maintain your front view of the house, especially. Well, I
1: think some oak trees, some oak trees, they like to lose (laughs) their leaves like all year round.
0: Sure. You know,
1: they don't drop in the fall. They drop some in the fall, some in the winter, and then the rest in the spring. And having, keeping those leaves clean, because it may not be the tree in your yard that's doing it. Maybe it's the neighbors, and with the way the wind blows, they all collect in your yard. So, going through in the springtime and getting all those leaves picked up and removed is always key.
0: Right. Because if you leave the leaves, especially in like the rock portion of your landscaping, Mm -hmm. they will decompose and become dirt. And even if you put a weed berry underneath, the rock landscaping or the mulch, then you now have dirt on top of that in between the rocks, which then is perfect for weeds to grow. Mm-hmm. So again, it's it's all relatively you no, know, it it's unified. Everything works with each other,
1: right? So so yeah, we've got symbiotic, right? Symbiotic, um, and then we've got our flower beds, right? So our raised flower beds, um, been watching that a little bit.
0: No, no. A uh, flower beds? Or, or there was or a vegetable
1: garden. garden so our, beds. Yeah, yeah, our raised garden beds that, that we have. Um, been watching that these last couple weeks because the snow is starting to come towards them, but there's snow on top of them and, and in them. And I'm noticing that the dirt has compacted.
0: Right. And quite that, a bit. And that's expected.
1: Right. And that's expected. So originally I thought that we were only short like four inches. But with the weight of the snow and everything, that's really turning into like a six inch gap. But I know that, you know, when you take out the plants, you're taking out some dirt. I did try to leave the dirt that was in there. But, you know, every single time you take out the plants, you are removing some dirt. But we're uh, there's going to have to be a day of, of fill the beds again, of make a couple trips to the compost site and get some more dirt, fill in the fill in those beds again.
0: Right. And that's certainly an amenity that the city of Wisconsin Rapids provides. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wisconsin Rapids and Grand Rapids is, you know, these compost processing sites, collection sites, I guess. Right. Um, some of our neighboring cities and townships or villages, um, you know, the municipality takes care of cleaning up the yard waste. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can have compost delivered like a uh, village of Port Edwards. We were talking to Boz. Yeah. And. You can just call up to the village office and say, hey, I'd like, you know, a bit of that black dirt from the compost pile around the corner. And the village workers will leave it in your driveway, I guess.
1: Awesome. That'll be interesting to kind of see if we can take advantage, see how that all comes.
0: I I think Nakusa works the same way or similarly.
1: That I'm not too sure on. I know that they started to do a compost. Okay. Area, but I'm not we'll we'll have to have someone from the from the city to come on and chat about that.
0: Right. We want to focus on Nakusa this year. So not just myrapids.com, but also now my nakusa.com. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to.
1: So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We've been checking out all the seeds throughout the locations of the, the area.
0: Right? Uh, a lot of springtime stuff is in the store, so seeds are starting to come out. Right. It's the did, Seed did, Watch. Did you get over to Ace Hardware?
1: I did not get over to Ace Hardware um, yesterday. I had some other things come up, but I didn't get over there. But I did find nearly every single one except for the soybean seeds.
2: Okay. We're doing so soybeans?
1: We're going to try the soybeans again. I know I planted them last year. I'm just not sure where, and they never did come up. Or the deer ate them. I'm not too sure, but they never came up. Sure. But I want to try to do the soybeans again. I enjoy them. I think they're really nice and they're tasty. So, but I got to find the elusive soybean. But I've been able to find everything else and get everything all ready to go. I have my pile. Well, and, I haven't figured out the plan yet.
0: And and this is a good thing to help prepare for you know responsible homeownership. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk in the second hour more about the economics and supply chain you know, worries and things like that. But one way to hedge against that, especially this coming year, is to have a little bit of a garden. Right. Um, I know in 2020, we kind of, uh, I I coined it our victory garden
2: because mm-hmm. yeah,
0: that's what they did back in the other world wars.
1: Right. It
0: was doing a, you know, a victory garden to help offset the availability of what you could find in the stores.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. Gardening is definitely something that, you know, has been in your background for quite a while.
1: Right. So, yeah, this year, um, definitely going to have the garden again. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for maybe a 60 degree weather day to be out there just to kind of mark out again of where everything is. And I know this is going to sound really funny, but I know that it's a rake head to put out the proper rows. Okay. In the garden. So... I tried it last year. It really worked out well. I used the rake head to indicate where the rows should be. And it was great spacing. So I want to do that again. But last year, I never did mark on the beds of where that row should be. So this year, I'm going to go out there with a marker and just make those marks. So that way, I know that each year, these are the rows. This is where it should go. And that way, buying seeds, I know exactly how many packets of seeds. Mm -hmm. I should be getting.
0: Well, we're coming down to the end of the hour. So how can people get a hold of you? you got a phone number, right?
1: I do. It is 715-323-2577. And it's a very textable number too. So if you feel like texting, please go ahead.
0: And pretty easy. We, If you're curious about listings in the area, head over to MyRapids.com. Or you can also go over to MyNacusa.com, like we said. And you know, let, let's focus on Nakusa a little bit this year. We've got a few listings coming in and going out from the Nakusa area, mm-hmm. so we're excited for this new year. So y'all stick around. We're gonna come back for mm-hmm. hour number two.
1: Awesome. Sounds good.